good. Sup, Craig? Fucking bitch. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. We are talking about statistics today. Uh, I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm the guy who interrupted Josh Tracy, Corwin Heller. That is his specialty in the show. Interruption is the main thing he brings to this <laughs> to this uh, professional relationship. That's a joke um, people just laughed at, but there is some serious pain coming from Josh when he says it. That <laughs> is very true. My heart hurts, <laughs> and I am sad. Um, welcome to the show. We're doing we're doing actual stats again. Stats that we pulled off of places. Um, I had to go into fan graphs again. I went to Baseball Savant again. Like. I had a baseball savant updated its its page like ever so slightly, and uh, I didn't real. I don't even couldn't even tell you when that happened because I can't think of the last time I was on that fucking website. So, uh, baseball savant. Now that's a name I have not heard in a long, long time. And it's just as good as I remember it being. I think they've added more things, which is always nice. Uh, I feel like we should get more Alec Guinness quotes uh, in this podcast altogether. You know? If if you can find them, we'll put them in. Uh, yeah. Nice. So that being said, we're looking today at um, unlucky batters. So one of my favorite aspects of baseball is that you can do everything mostly right and still not have things go your way due to factors just beyond your control, and that leads to a lot of poorly. Uh, uh, rated, not before we point out poorly rated, uh, poor stat lines for players who, in a vacuum, or or really by looking more deeply at their underlying statistics, probably should be doing a lot better. And a lot of this is built into uh, baseball metrics already. You have XWOBA, something that we'll be looking at today, which is expected weighted on base average. It looks at exactly mostly these stats, but I thought it'd be fun to just take a peek through um, who, as of Friday morning when I pulled these stats, so we're a couple days behind here, um, which is fine. Fucking deal with it. Who's been unlucky? So, Corwin, you ready to talk about some luck? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about some luck. luck. So, yeah. <laughs> so, one of the first things I thought to pull when thinking about luck is one of the first things that I would think is just so immensely beyond your control, and that is out-of-the-zone called strikes. Because that is entirely beyond the batter's control, right? Robot umps, yep. The like, Angel Fernandez special, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he really is pushing for it <laughs> um, by being bad at his job. So I have here, we, got, we have the stats tables back up, man. It's all legit. Um, column E, Ootskus, uh, <laughs> out of the zone called strikes. Uh, it's at, it's there. It's a percent. So Brian Dozier right now is getting fucked. <laughs> Brian Dozier, ten percent uh, of of all of the pitches he sees um, are are that are out of the zone are called a strikes. That's a lot. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. That's a lot. Uh, what is like? I know we don't have a plus statistic for this. I would assume. Um, but like, what would you assume the average is for this? Because you've looked at these stats, you've dug them to make this. Um, 
It's it's tough to say because so one of the reasons I'm doing this as a percent is because you know everyone sees a different number of pitches over the course of their at bats. Even people that have the same amount of plate appearances, some people just see more pitches than other people. I have I have a tough like the actual average for this this table I have here is is like three I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounds like a number. It's tough to say because like out of the zone called strikes shouldn't be a statistic as we've talked about on this podcast before like it's not a thing that should happen in theory again it's so it's it's like it's not supposed to be part of the game and is as only because of human error um so if if you tell me it's three like the literal actual average of this table is okay um sure why not every every you know three three percent of of all your out of the zone called uh, all your all your cold strikers are, are actually out of the zone um i don't know what that really looks like but i can tell you it's unfortunate right um all right so basically what you're saying is brian dozier is getting royally fucked in the egg oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian Dozier's getting fucked. Harrison Bader's getting fucked. Hunter Dozier's getting fucked. Cameron Mabin's getting fucked. And then like Logan Forsythe, he's he's like on the high end of like this is unfortunate, but like there's a bunch of people around you. So you're telling me that Brian Dozier and Hunter Dozier are two different people? Wow. Yeah. Are they? They're they're not related, right? I don't think so. But at the same time, I don't know. Is it legal? I don't see how it would be. Because, you know, people aren't really allowed to have the same names anywhere, so... Well, one plays second place and one plays third base, so that would make sense. Uh, um, they're on the same team. Hunter Dozier... No, they're definitely not related. Hunter Dozier was born in Wichita Falls, Texas, and Brian Dozier was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, and I think that precludes them from being related. Um, so I mean, people can move, though, you know. No, you, kid, you, um, you actually are not allowed to move. That's that is the law. You know, I get it, though. I do. I'm, I'm just making sure I'm right. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely not related. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so that that that's what it is. You know, the, the, out of the zone called strikes, out of your control, straight up unlucky. Uh, you can say it's good framing, and maybe you're right. At the same time, though, someone else doing their job well when they're still wrong, <laughs> and it fucks you over is still pretty fucking unlucky. Again, so, the Angel Fernando special. Can we determine a statistic for how much of this is attributed to racism by the MLB? Oh, 100%. All of it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, all, all every every single call strike of it. Um. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the to the next that I had on the table, and that's BABIP. And this is a pretty, I'll say this is one of like the traditional. Um, I don't want to quite say it's an advanced stat. It's like, it feels like it's kind of in between traditional stat and advanced stat because it's still like a batting average stat. There's not like a too too much that goes into it. Um, it basically it ba- so the the actual abbreviation BABIP is batting average on balls in play. And the idea behind this is if you put the ball in play, you know, you hit it into fair territory, how often are you getting on base? And in theory, there is an average 
that if you're doing less than that, chances are you're getting unlucky because you're hitting balls more so two fielders than the average person is, which is tough because it's partial, partially your fault and it's partially luck. Like if you are constantly shifted on and you are constantly hitting into the shift, are you doing a bad job or are the fielders doing a phenomenal job? How much of that is your fault and how much of that is bad luck? So a high bad bip, right? A very high batting average, basically, um, tends to mean you're getting lucky. You're, you're hitting the ball a lot where fielders aren't, which again is a combination of luck and skill. Um, and a low bad bip tends to be the opposite. Um, as a lot of things are with baseball, combination of luck and skill. So as of Friday, um, Chance Cisco has a 75 BABIP. Sorry, 750, I should say. 750. And Miguel Ro- Rojas, also 750. That's too high. They're doing right. too well. We do not approve. Um, for reference, though, um, as of, uh, if you look, Corin, if you look at column O, that's at bats. Um, I figured that'd be a relevant statistic to look at. Chance Cisco has 21, and uh, Miguel Rojas is 10. Not a huge sample sizes on those guys. Nope. Uh, Wilson Contreras, huh? I just want to say Miguel Rojas having a 750 Babbitt and a 700 batting average is really funny. Yeah. That, just, that is essentially, uh, I don't know if you have homes on here, but it's probably what, one? Uh, I actually don't have home runs on here. Which is fine. I mean, it's not important, but that's uh, those numbers are not very disparaging. Uh, I will point, however, to Donovan Solano, whom we have brought up several times because of his weird amount of leading lots of stats. Um, as, as every Sunday, we've done the MLB leaders in various stats categories, and Donovan Solano's name keeps popping up for no good fucking reason. Um, he has 59 plate appearances as of Friday morning, which is a decent amount considering how many games have been played this season. As a 520 Babbitt, so he is getting very lucky. But, like, consistently lucky. Like, usually the thing is with this, it's like, all right, we're lucky over a small sample size, regresses to the mean pretty significantly. Granted, 50 at-bats is still not a whole lot. Is it at-bats or plate appearances? I want to make sure I have at, that right. at bats at bats. Um, do you have plate appearances or is that? So I don't have plate appearances. I only have at bats because my thinking behind it was um, I don't want to factor in walks. Okay. Uh, but like usually fifty, I want to say plate appearances is usually when these things start to almost normalize. So. His luck is almost comically stable. Same thing with the person directly below him sitting at 72 at-bats, Charlie Blackman, at a 508 bat-bip. Crazy high. Yeah, but Charlie Blackman, you know, he's going to hit 400 on the year, so that's allowed. And We're, we're not allowed to talk about how that's going to go back to the meet. There's no- I so hope he does it. I would be so happy. I just want that because you called him hitting over 400. And even then I was I like, pick ah, that's a weird pick, but like, here we are. And like, that's a thing that's still a huge, almost probability now, not even a possibility. Oh, you, you got to have faith in Chuck Nasty. That, that, is, that is who he is on the inside and out. Um, 
I will. I want to point to one thing real quick. So, um, everyone, the 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 top. Uh, how many do I want to do? Seven players by BABIP. Chances go Miguel Rojas, Wilson Contreras, Tyler Flowers, Kevin Ploiecki, Donovan Solano, and Charlie Blackman. All have batting averages right now, which is column N, by the way, um, over over 300, with all but two of them having batting averages over 400. Um, their batting averages in the same order as I just read their names, 381, 700, 400, 375, 474, 458, 472. So as you can see here, like if you have a high BABIP, like, that means you're getting on base a lot from hitting, which means you're going to have a high batting average. I would like to now point to Carter Kaboom, who has a 500 BABIP, still really high, and somehow has a 240 batting average? What? What? Yeah, I I have this number here. I this can't be right because I don't even understand how that makes sense mathematically. How? Uh, how? How, Josh? I genuinely I, don't understand. <laughs> I'm not asking like, oh, how is Carter Kaboom doing this? I'm like, how does this math work out? So as it stands right now, and granted, you know, we're looking at stats that include Friday's games and Saturday's games, so they might be slightly different. Um, but as it stands right now, Carter Kaboom, I'm looking at his baseball reference page, a 235 batting average. So that tracks. Um, is Babip on this page, or am I going to have to go somewhere else for it? It's All right, it's not on this page. Damn it. I'm going to have to go to a different... Um, is is will it, would it be an advanced stats? Let's does does baseball reference count Babip as an advanced stat? It did. Okay, so yeah, it has his Babip as being lower now. It's at four hundred, but he has a four hundred Babip on a two forty batting average. That that's fucking unlucky. Well, he. I also looked. He has a total of thirteen at bats. So again, this is about as uh, small of a sample size as you're going to find. He has he has thirty four at bats with eight hits. Uh oh, I switched my okay. I see the issue. I was on him, I sorted by the table differently and now I'm on That's all right. That's I got you. No Thirty four at bats, eight hits. But so so he's so he's just not putting the ball in play ever unless he is getting on base. So every 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 time so he he's not he's not making fielded outs, I guess. He's only striking out 34 at bats, 14 strikeouts. So that means eight out of twenty are and this is weird. Because like last year, last year he had a he played in basically this very similar amount of games. 11 games last year versus 10 games so far this year. Thir 43 played appearances to 40, 2019-2020. 39 at-bats to 34 this year. Um, last year, his batting average was worse, 128. Um, this year, it's 235. Neither of them are good. Um, last year's bad, 143, which makes sense. That's only a 15-point difference. That's not a lot. Um, this year's batting average... Um, 235 to a bad of 400. That's just so odd. Um, Actually, so sorry, sorry, sorry. He's probably overperforming his his uh, his true batting average. Then it's, it's probably going to come down. 
Which means, because right now, 400 batting at BAPIP, that's pretty high. He's probably, it's probably going to regress and hurt his batting average overall. He's probably going to get worse if he keeps playing. Which is interesting because, you know, his first, um, what do you want to call it? His first taste in the MLB, he was so good. Granted, I don't know any of his actual stats anymore because it was, I don't know, last year, two years ago, but he was doing really well. And I don't know if that was super lucky or not, but. I had high expectations for him coming into this year. Uh, yeah, he, he's been touted as being a, a good prospect for a while now. So you, you, you would think differently. Um, I now would like to sort this by smallest to largest so we can look at who's getting fucked by Babip. Um, we're going to ignore all the zeros because there are people I do not know who they are. Zach Collins, Bo Taylor, Joe McCarthy, Josh Van Meter, Jordan Luplo. Lewis Brinson and Jared Walsh don't know who I, any of them are. I didn't know we had communist haters in here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is Mr. Red Scare. I would like to direct your attention to Gregory Polanco, who is my early contestant for this 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 not this award, this unluckiest player and unluckiest batter in baseball so far. Uh, he has a zero point six seven BABIP. That's yeah. so low. That's Gregory Polanco for you. I mean, if you bring health into consideration, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind he is far and away the unluckiest batter in baseball. Because the man just gets fucked by everything. This is brutal. Uh, hey, I'm not a Pirates fan anymore, so I can't be too upset, but... But, like, like so you look, at, you look at who has the below... Point one Babips. And there, there, there's, there's a few names here. We got all together... Uh, Eight names in order, uh, in ascending order: Gregory Polanco, Matt Beattie, who also shares um, this point zero six seven, Josh Harrison, Billy Hamilton, Tyler O'Neill, Francisco Mejia, um, Miguel Induhar, and Matt Olson. Um, and like, there's there's some names you recognize on here, but most of those people have fewer than thirty at bats. The only one that doesn't that has more than thirty at bats so far is. Um, Oh shit. Mike Zanino is 67? Oh my god. Mike Zanino, what the fuck? Oh, sorry, that's Matt Olson. Wait, what's going on with Matt Olson? That's really bad. Matt Olson has a 0. .095 BABIP and has 67 plate appearances? Yeah. He's been having a rough year. But I, can I feel tell. if like I feel like I could easily be getting this wrong as well, but I feel like he is also a strong contender for guys who gets fucked most by the shift. Like, well, he is like left-handed, so that would make sense. I could certainly believe that. Uh, you know, the craziest part is that he is batting 158 right now and has an OPS plus of 118. Ooh, wow. Yeah, his on-base is 312, and his slugging is um, 474 for an OPS of 786. So, like, he's obviously making... When he gets hits, he has, he has 12 hits and 8 home runs. <laughs> Oh man, that's you know stable. That's a stable oh yeah, pace. that that is that that pace is very much so good. Well, it's like it's like Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez has seven hits and four home runs and a, right. and a double. So <laughs> Gary only has three singles on the year, and his other four hits are all for extra bases. Sorry, five. Sorry, he'll five hits. So he only has two singles this year and five extra base hits, four of which are home runs. It's not gonna he hit. He's batting 125 with a 357 slugging. That's just hilarious. Oh, Gary. You're a fun player to uh, 
Hold on. Gary Sanchez has more hit by pitches than he does singles. Is this sustainable? Yeah. Gary Sanchez has three hit by pitches and two singles. How? How? Would would you call that bad luck or good luck being hit by that many pitches? Uh, I feel like us baseball stats people would say, "Oh, that's horrible luck," uh, or "That's great luck" because you know you're getting free bases if you're Gary Sanchez and is the one being hit by all these baseballs I would say uh, he's not a big fan of it I don't I, I would I want I want to say it's good luck because you're getting you know hit by pitches you're getting on base every time it sucks because you're getting plunked right but a hit by pitch has a 100% chance of you getting on base it's true. Unless, no, there's actually no unlesses after that. You just get on base. Yeah, right? So, I guess, good luck? Um, anyway. Yeah, we're not the ones getting plunked by baseballs, so. No, and I'm easy. sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure every baseball player in the game would much rather get a single than get hit by a pitch. But at the same time, getting hit by a pitch will always get you on first base. So it's not the worst thing that could be happening. No, probably not the best, but no, it's definitely not the worst. Um, so let's, let's take it over to the, to the next column I have. I'm going to skip barrels for the moment. I just put it in there because I thought it was fun to see the counting stat version of it. We have barrel percent coming up later. Um, average hit speed. So this is basically exit velocity. Uh, I don't know why, but Baseball Savant tells you it's exit velocity, and then when you download the spreadsheet, <laughs> they have the the uh, column header as being average hit speed, so it's just exit velocity by a different name that I did not give it. Um, some data entry intern. I fully do. Fuck that guy. Um, so now this is telling of the player. This, 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 so BABIP, you know, you blame the fielders, or at least you can. Um, out of the zone called strikes, you blame the umps because it's no one else's fault. Average hit speed, though. Yeah, you could blame the catcher a little bit, at least. But it's, see, the thing is about that, the catcher is definitely trying to manipulate the, the view of it as much as he can, but it's still on the ump to make the right call, regardless of visual manipulation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. It's, it's, yeah. R- regardless. Know, I'm trying to defend umps here. Who cares? Fuck the umps. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, average hit speed, though, it's, 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 it's the batter. You know, it, choosing what you swing at is going to make a big, you know, if you're swinging at a bunch of, if you're uh, hitting over top a bunch of curveballs and just pounding them into the dirt, like, you're going to hurt your average hit speed because you're going to be hitting them like 10 miles an hour. Same thing if you get a lot of pop-ups. Um, if you hit with the wrong part of the bat, basically, is what I'm getting at here. And obviously, it's difficult to hit a baseball. We're not saying it's not difficult to hit a baseball. It's really fucking hard to hit a baseball. Um, but it's part of how lucky and unlucky are you getting because if you have a crazy low BABIP, 
right? So you're putting the ball in play and you're just not getting on base. But you have a super high hit speed, then it's it's really probably not your fault. Like if you're hitting the ball, this is an unrealistic example, but if you're hitting the ball on average a hundred miles an hour and your BABIP is like one hundred, you're getting fucked. Like you're getting absolutely hosed. That means that you are hitting fucking rope. Right, right to people who are just throwing you out at first every time. Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I assume just from what I've watched that that's how that goes for him. So, like, let's look at the highest average hit speed. And granted, this is a guy that has very few at bats relative to, to Major League Baseball. Uh, Jalen Davis has an average hit speed of 102 miles an hour and has a 200 BABIP. He's an outfielder for the Red Sox, right? I have no idea. Um, I'll believe you if you say that. Yeah, I'm going to call that. I don't know if it's true, but, you know, I can't be corrected on this podcast because no one can call in and tell me otherwise, so that's our truth. He is an outfielder for the San Francisco Giants. Eh, same difference. Did he ever play for the Red Sox? No. <laughs> Shit. He has played two major league seasons, um, seasons being a loose use of that word. Um, both for the Giants. Well, I got the position right. But like, so this brings me once again to Gregory Polanco, who is once again not in the friendly part, uh, luck-wise, of these statistics. Gregory Polanco has the third highest average hit speed at 96.2. Third best in the league, minimum 10 at-bats. And his BABIP, as we said, is 0.67. That is so bad. But he's hitting the shit out of the ball. It's just like his barrel percent, which we'll get to, is is really is is pretty looking pretty good. He's got two barrels on the season, which is fine considering how young the season is and how statistically hard it is to hit barrels. So he's hitting the fuck out of the ball, and it's just going right to people. Man, he could be so good if he could both be healthy and stay good. Just stay, just play a hundred and fifty games in a season, Greg, and you can be. Such a good baseball player. Like, look at the guy directly below him, Francisco Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. (laughs) Already. (laughs) Now that will still forever be Matt Chapman. Fair. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s average hit speed ninety six point one, literally zero point one miles per hour less than Gregory Polanco. Uh, His BABIP is three sixty four, which is (laughs) almost three hundred points higher than Gregory Polanco's. And he has an actual batting average of 304, which is 210 points higher than Gregory Polanco's. And his average hit speed, which I understand is not the end-all be-all of, of like how unlucky or lucky someone is, is only... But still, like, like this is a good measure of, the, relatively speaking, the quality of contact you're making with the, with, with the ball, which in theory should be a predictive stat of how well you'll be doing at getting on base with your hits. But the difference being, Fernando Tatis Jr., I don't have the elevation here because I didn't feel like it, uh, but maybe he's elevating the ball a lot more. I'd be willing to bet that's a major factor here. There, there's something that he's doing, um, or Fernando Tatis Jr. is just not hitting it where they are, which is the other big part of that baseball. Don't hit the ball where they are. Hit it where they ain't. Um, and that's leading to a, a, two very different seasons from these players. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm looking at his uh, his Gregory Polanco stats, and man, so much potential, but hasn't played a full season in a long time. 
Not even well, he played the majority of his season in 2018, but even then. Whatever. That's why Fernando Tatis is better. Yeah, that, that that's why. <laughs> yep. So let, let's start this list by average hit speed from smallest to largest, and we'll see that the player making the worst contact is Harrison Bader at 64.8 miles per hour, which is not very hard. Um, he's having a terrible season. Not only is, as we mentioned much earlier, he getting fucked on out-of-the-zone called strikes at 9.1, second highest. He's also not hitting the ball very hard when he does hit it. His BABIP is crazy low, in large part, probably as a result. And if we peek ahead at some of his other stats, his WRC Plus is 30, which is so bad. And his ex-WOBA isn't... Like, it's showing that he should be doing relatively better, but, like, it's not even by that much. It's is a... Is it ugly? This is very ugly. I feel like anyone who hits with an average hit speed of or average exit velocity of under 65 is going to be ugly no matter what the stats say. Like, the dude is basically bunting every time he swings. This is true. Actually, Um, I wonder... No, it can't be. He has to hit. Like, an actual bunt has to be significantly lower than that, you know? It has. It's got to be like... I, I can't imagine it being more than like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, never played baseball, but... I've. I can't imagine that that math works out. I yeah yeah I agree. I can't imagine it would work out that way either. Uh, I want to ask you about about Greg Garcia. Do you know what team Greg Garcia plays for? I've never heard that name before in my life. Neither have I. I'm looking it up right now because I don't know who this is. <laughs> oh man, I looked at Greg Garcia. An American television director, Greg Garcia, came up. He's not even the first Google search for his own name. Um. That's funny. Uh, he is a pinch hitter, second baseman, and third baseman currently playing for your Padres. Corwin, disappointed in you. Oh, sorry. I don't know the entire roster after a week. Uh, unforgivable. He currently yeah. has 27 at-bats. His average hit speed is 79.2, which puts him at... Um, shit. <laughs> um... 12. I don't know there what information you just found, but I got to know now that it No, I was just that. pressing I was just pressing the wrong buttons in Excel. <laughs> That's what was happening. That's um so 12th worst average hit speed. His BABIP is 471. <laughs> That's really fucking high. Yeah, that that math don't make sense. So listen to this stat. Listen to these stats. He, he his average hit speed 79.2, which is not good. It's not bad, but it's not good. Um, 471 BABIP, crazy high. An ex-WOBA of 243, which is not high. Um, and his WRC Plus, which is the actual, like, actual performance stat, the only actual performance stat I really have here, is 110, which is still above average. It's 10% better than your average player. And an, a current batting average of 296, which means he is getting fucking lucky. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? It is. It is. Some Thanks, CeeLo Green. I'm glad you got that reference. I did. I did. Uh, so let's take a peek over at... Let's skip a couple... Co- Actually, no, let's look at barrel percent just to see who's doing it. Um, so the highest barrel percent in baseball right now, which is the percent of your um, batted ball events, which is the term 
StatCast uses. Um, what percent of those events are barreled balls? Um, the leader in this right now was Logan Forsythe with a 33% barreled ball percent, which is stupid high and not sustainable. Um, followed by Mitch Moreland at 259 Um Again, with seven, seven barrels. My God. Um, and then Miguel Sano at 24 with six barrels. And then Jed Giorco, which is a great baseball name, <laughs> with 23.1. I just wanted to say Jed Giorco. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. That's probably the first time I've heard his name pronounced where I don't have to question it. Because I, I trust you. I trust your pronunciation if you're that enthusiastic about saying it can i tell you at the 80 grade baseball name that the yankees came out with this year sure uh we have a we have a reliever that has pitched a couple times for us now um young guy brooks Krisky. that's fake that's a that's a fake name tell me that doesn't sound like the name of a baseball player from like a Japanese video game where they were trying to make up American sounding names. Oh, of course. Brooks Krisky. That dude sounds like he played baseball in 1930 and had like 10 war, but made the hall of fame. Yeah. yeah Brooks Krisky. I just it's- love the analogies that we always seem to do now of, yeah. Okay. That's from a Japanese video game <laughs> that, uh, you know, we can now totally picture in our minds. And I love it so much. I mean, it's so true. It's so accurate. All right. So in terms of lowest barrel, I'm going to skip back to barrel ball percent real quick. Um, There's a lot of zeros here because a lot of players just don't have any barrel balls yet. And for anyone who doesn't recall, uh, barrel ball is is just it's the sweet spot between exit velocity and launch angle. Um, It's a it's a very small part of the range of both of those things. But it's the range at which if you hit at this speed and with this height or launch angle, you are most likely to not only hit home runs, but just to make really good contact and have a very high batting average, slugging percent, all those types of things. Um, it's a really narrow view, um, but uh, or a really narrow scope of, like I said, all the things you could do hitting-wise, but it's like the best thing you can do, which is why it's kept track of. Um, the lowest barrel ball percents that are not zero uh, all the ones below two belong to David Fletcher, Hansel Alberto, Marcus Simeon, David Peralta, Austin Hayes, and Joe Jose Peraza. Jose Peraza. Um, I love any list that David Fletcher makes an appearance on. Yeah, but unfortunately, this is not a good one. Um, yeah, but now I have to like it. That's the way it works. Well, what I, what I kind of love about this list down here at the bottom is that none of these players are really doing that poorly. Um, like. Like David Fletcher and Hansel Alberto, because they both have a 1.5 barrel ball percent, um, their BABIPs are both over 300. David Fletcher, 317. Hanser Alberto, uh, 379. Those are both good. And then their actual batting averages are both good. Uh, David Fletcher, 303. Hanser Alberto, Alberto, 351. Um, Their WRC pluses are both good. Like they're, they're having themselves good seasons. Like this is, it's, it's, it's cool how like, you cannot be doing the the ultimate form of baseball every time you come up and still be like a really good player. Right. It's not all about three true outcomes anymore. Yeah, like Mike Trout doesn't need to hit a lot of home runs for him to still have like 10 war. 
right. the fact that he's just deciding to do it this season is so great. I love it so much. But well, like, he doesn't. Year, he started, yeah, you're then. That, that's right. That, that's a very fair statement. Yeah, forty-five home runs in a season—not uh, the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like no one needs it, but like I'll take it. Like I was just talking about how Gregory, Gregor, wow, Gregory Polanco was having a good season back in 2018. I saw he hit 22 and was like, "Oh, that's a good number." Mike Trout, you know, same position. It's 45 last year while also having like twice the batting average. God, Dude, I Mike keep Trout. forgetting he hit that fucking many home runs last year. No, he was in competition for like the lead in all of MLB for like that last month. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. The man is a And then it went to Jorge Soler. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought it was Pete Alonso. Oh, was it Pete Alonso? Actually, you think you're right. I think Jorge Soler had 49 and led the American League and then Pete Alonso had 53 which led right. all of baseball. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fucking Jorge Soler though. Get out of here. Hey, hey, no we will not tolerate Jorge Soler slander on this podcast. Um yes. All right, let's take a peek over at WRC Plus, which is Weighted Runs Created Plus. Basically, it takes all of the things that you do in actuality, um, it weights them appropriately, and calculates basically how much better of a hitter you are than the average person, or the average baseball player, not the average person. We're all terrible hitters. Um, (laughs) This is, again, an instance where 100 is average, so if you are 105, you are 5% better than the average hitter, and if you are at 95, you are 5% worse than the average hitter. Uh, so, <laughs> given small sample sizes, again, as of Friday, Miguel Rojas, 434, doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, again, though, Miguel Rojas hasn't played in, like, nine months at this point uh, and has Corona. So, yeah. uh, so we will instead defer down to a much more realistic top spot here with Juan Soto at 287 being uh, the yeah. fucking stupid good player he is all the time. Um, I'm very excited to talk about the stat to the right, just because that was the first thing that I sorted by when you sent me this and I'll save it. I, I know we're going to talk about it, so I won't spoil it, but oof, right. Wow, Soto, so good. I know. Uh, just, just to go through some of his lines. I mean, I mean, the th- a 30, 350 BABIP is totally reasonable. I, that's not, it's not crazy high. It's not crazy low. It sounds very, very true outcome-ish or very realistic. Four barrels for sixteen percent barrel percent is phenomenal. And not average hit speed of ninety five point six is phenomenal. Um, and then like his actual batting average right now is four fourteen, which is just so good. Um, oh, and then a two eighty seven WRC plus, like he's just killing it. I just love to see it, especially because the uh, Nats got fucked um, with all the coronavirus um, cases that there are their scheduled opponents were supposed to have and they ended up like not playing baseball for like a week so it's nice that or sorry actually that was Juan Soto specifically who missed the opening series against the Yankees um and then the Nationals missed some games because they were supposed to play I think the Phillies and then you know the Phillies had their schedule the Marlins and it's nice that Juan Soto's undeterred from all of the obstacles and is still having a great fucking season I know this is a, a non sequitur but did you see the video of Juan Soto doing the Soto shuffle on a out of the zone called strike and then hearing the call and then just looking absolutely heartbroken. I did. I, yeah, it was, a, it was a terrible call. Oh, absolutely. Truly hilarious because 
Juan Soto knows better. You know, he knows better than the umps. I wonder if the umps go back after the game and go like, ah, damn it. He was right. I fucked him. Or if they go, eh, fuck you. I don't care what they say. It was a strike. I feel like Jim Jeffries will because, you know, the whole Gala Lagarde, however you pronounce it, fucking up that perfect game. I could see him. Uh, but if you think Angel Hernandez or C.B. Buckner go back and it's like, huh, man, I fucked that up. Should apologize to that guy. There's no fucking way. Oh, no, they don't care that much. Uh, let's look at who's got the worst WRC pluses so far. We have two negative 100s. They belong to Joseph McCarthy and Jared Walsh. Um, I'm going to assume they both belong down here because I don't know any better. Um, let's see who's got a lot of plate appearances. All right, over 40 plate appearances on this list. Oscar Mercado, I do not know what team he plays for, has a negative 29. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. He's not doing well. Yeah, no, he's had a bad, bad. Negative 29. Jesus. Um... All right, but I think it's probably worse, though, that Scott Kingery is here. 40 at-bats. It's more at this point, I'm sure. Negative 25 WRC plus from a main prospect, a major prospect. That's bad. He will always be the player that I am convinced will one day figure it out. Even though there's absolutely nothing showing that he will at this point. It's, it's, it's tough when a player seems to have all of it like right there in the minors and in college, and then they just can't fucking swing it in the majors. It that 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 huge disconnect between the the leagues is very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also it also sucks to see Joe Adele down here. Granted, he's he's still a little bit newer, um, so you'd expect there to be that rough transition. Um, he's sitting at a negative three OPS plus, which is so unfortunate. Um, but. Again, this is like his first taste of the majors this year, so here's hoping he uh, he puts it together. Rugna Nador with a two, player, but it's definitely true. Like he is getting fucked so hard by not having like AAA this year, like just having that not be an option. You know what's interesting is his batting is three sixty four, and his actual batting average is one eighty two, which means he's probably due to regress a little bit, which is not good. No, that's really bad. Wow. He's getting fucked on the strike zone, too. Points are out of the strike zone, I should say. 6.5% um, out of the zone called strikes. That's not good. Oh, no, no. Hunter Pence sucking dick. That makes sense. Sorry, Hunter. We, I love you, but you, you should. You're probably going to retire soon. Uh, oh, and Geraldton Simmons being down here is sad. 16. Oh, no. Wow. Would you have believed that Chris Davis is having a better season hitting-wise than, than uh, Andrew Alton Simmons? Uh, if you asked me this any other year, I would have said that's outrageous and impossible. could not be true, but it's 2020, and truth just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like how about the fact that uh, uh, a- Andrew McCutcheon has a 20 WRC+. Plus. Don't bring that up. That man oh. is goddamn saint. I know. I love him so much. It's such a shame. All right. So then let's just pivot on over to, to Xwoba. So this, this is, this is uh, um, baseball savant's expected stat. As, as I mentioned, this is taking – it mainly factors in from my understanding and from the research I've done into it previously, and I'm just kind of trying to force it from memory. Um, 
but it mainly takes into account um, exit velocity, launch angle, and I think in some instances sprint sprint speed. So again, it's like a more advanced version of um, I don't even want to say Babbitt because Babbitt's just like really just talking about fielding mostly. Um, but how well you make contact and how quick of a person you are should have a factor in how frequently you get on base, how often you are expected to be on base. And so this is basically that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hilarious um, confluence of letters that somehow is readable <laughs> in a single word without sounding like garbage. Um, which, word, confluence. Thanks, buddy. I'm proud of that. Um, and Corwin, who leads the list in Xwoba? Oh boy, just our boy Juan Soto. I know. 563. That means that his combination of exit velocity, the how basically how hard he hits the ball, launch angle, how high he hits or low he hits the ball, and and in some instances sprint speed, how fast he is, result in him should be he should be getting on base. Uh 563 times out of a thousand. <laughs> That's uh, a lot. <laughs> yes. Juan Soto, very good at baseball, but can we take a minute to appreciate Mr. Rookie of the Year, Mr. San Diego Padres, Drake, Jake Cronenworth? Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was. Tell uh, me about Jake. What's up? Tell me about Jake. Um, he was a player that we received in a trade. Fuck. Who was the player for? Um, God damn. I forgot the trade that he was a part of, but he was basically a throw-in player that like nobody gave a shit about. Uh, and then now here he is just being a badass motherfucker. Uh, it certainly looks like he's got five barrels on the season for a 14.7 barrel ball percent, which is crazy. Not crazy high, but it's very high. It's it's uh, wonderful to see. We got um, him along with Tommy Pham uh, in exchange for Hunter Renfro and Xavier Edwards. Ooh, interesting. This could be a rare trade loss for the for the Rays. Right? Oh, man. If only there was... <laughs> Actually, you know what? If I can go from a team that gets consistently fucked by the Rays and trades to a team that consistently fucks the Rays and trades, that's a win in my book, 10 times out of 10. That might have been the biggest secret reason why I'm now a Padres fan. Fuck the fish, man. Fuck all Florida fish teams. Why are so many of your teams fish? Um, I don't know. Let's ask Jeter. Fuck you. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> uh, Jake Cronworth is a 170 WRC+, plus, a 491 XWOBA. He's having a nice, tidy season here, and it doesn't look like he's built for all that much regression. 344 BABIP on a 325 batting average uh, seems about right. Um, 89.7 hit average hit speed is uh, not low, not high, pretty much where you'd expect it to be. It's a sustainable number, I should say. Um, well, you could have the real deal over here, Corwin. What can I say? You know, fuck Luis Robert. Fuck, uh, what's Robert. his name? Kyle Lewis. You know, rookie of the year right here. You know, Luis Robert. I know. And it's one of those things where I know, but I, I it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a lot of games watching to, uh, Get that down pat. Oh, my instinct is to pronounce every name I see phonetically. 
Oh yeah. Every every single one of them. I, I that's how I am built. That's how I it, and I'm not proud of it, but that's how that's how I've been created. Josh, you just have to remember we're Americans. You know we don't use fucking correct pronunciation for foreign names. Learn English. Come on. No, we decide how your words are going to sound. Exactly. We control All the right. world. So I, I, I put together a, a stack column, like an unlucky rating, where I just kind of like weighted things based on how much I valued them uh, in my mind. You don't really got to go by it per se, um, because why bother? We can look at it. Um, so basically, uh, just 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 to, to walk through the, the mentality of how I did these. Um, so I tried to weight heavily the things that were truly out of a player's control because that is the pinnacle of unlucky and bring down the things that are within their control that they might be doing well so that it raises up the things that they're doing poorly. Um, so like out of the zone called strikes. Again, like I said, so completely out of a player's control. Uh, that got multiplied by one and a half. So it's being bo- boosted up by, 15%, by 50% because it's, it's so unlucky. Um, Babip, I have one minus Babip, so that um, so like Brian Dozier's point two, uh, it's unlucky to have a low Babip. So I'm gonna have the unlucky side reverse to a larger number, point eight, and then weight that higher because if I had left it uh, in the original form, like if Brian Dozier has his point two and is getting unlucky, and then uh, who's got a stupid high Babip? Um, I forget all the players that had those dumb like 750s, but that guy say they had a 750 Babbitt, that would which means that they're getting lucky. If you left it as those larger and smaller versions of the numbers, it'd be I'd be uh, the opposite of what you're trying to go for by multiplying. So instead, I had it switched by doing the one minus and then multiplied by 1.25 to increase it by 25. percent Then I took the average hit speed, which is within a player's control, so I wanted to bring that down a little bit, multiply by 0.5, uh, and then. I took um, WRC plus, which is the the real actual what you're doing. Brought that down um, by 0.025. I didn't want to weight it too negatively or too harshly, and then uh, also uh, brought up X Woba by a lot because that is kind of again uh, one of those catch-all confluence uh, confluence of various stats in in one. Um, raise that up, multiplying it by. Uh, adding one to it so that multiplying it doesn't make it smaller, and then multiplying it by two. Um, yes, math. All the math you could want, and all that leads to us seeing Brian Dozier as the most unlucky player in baseball so far. Um, I'm a little upset it's not Gregory, Gregory Polanco, but the numbers don't lie. Gregory Polanco is here in the top 15. He's sitting down there at what looks like number 14. 13, uh, 13. yeah, sorry, 13. Um, but Brian Dozier, ah, he's getting fucked on out of the zone call strikes 10%. His bat up is 0.2. His average hit speed is 88, which is fair. Um, his actual batting average is 133, which means uh, his WRC plus is negative four. Um, with his ex Woba being 0. 0.27, or 270, I should say. Which means he he should be doing even though X, next world of twenty of two seventy is not good he's still underperforming it um so that's just cra- crazy bad luck uh for Brian Dozier this season it would look like another nice name to see in this unlucky column here is Joe Adele um he's considered by this 
very fast and loose stat I put together, the fifth unluckiest player in baseball right now, uh, with his 6.5 out of the zone called strikes percent. Uh, his batter is high, 364, like we said. His average hit speed is high, 92.5%. Uh, his, uh, his ex-WOBA is crushingly low, and his batting average, actually he's outperforming his ex-WOBA by batting average, which is interesting. Uh, his WRC plus at negative three, I think, is also what's boasting him in the unlucky column here because negative three WRC plus, I just don't think it's a, is a sustain, sustainable um, statistic, metric. Um, at, at this crazy low of a level, there's there's no way he's going to be this for a season, I would think. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know that you know. Actually, I I shouldn't say that. I do know this is not the greatest way to look at it, but I was trying to find some way to capture the unluckiness of various players into one thing to look at them. I don't know. Do you have any takeaways? Uh, I just really hope Joe Adele works out because having another star player on the Angels giving Mike Trout a chance at a championship is just too important to miss out on. Um, just because, god damn, I, I need him to I need him to win a championship at some point. And he's going to be on the Angels for forever. So please, please work out Joe Adele. I mean, it would be so great to see Joe Adele, Albert Pujols, and Mike Trout all win the same World Series. Mm-hmm. The past, the present, and the future, man. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty much all I really got. Um, it's fun, and at some points, depending on your rooting interest, aggravating uh, to see players, quote-unquote, struggle when it seems like they're doing all the things right. Um, like I'm not going to say Gary Sanchez has has um, necessarily underperformed this season based on what he's been doing, but it's tough because like you see, you know I, I take Gary because he's, he is struggling this season. He's not having a great season so far, and it sucks when you see a player hit the shit out of a ball who is struggling and have that ball go directly at the shortstop. What would have been a line drive into the gap is getting stopped by the shortstop, and you go, well, fuck, man, like that's going to make his batting line look worse. But that was a really good piece of uh, hitting he just had there that just got taken away from him. And it sucks to see that because, again, it shows up poorly on the batter in the box score. But you as a fan who watched the game know better. And that's a frustrating part of baseball is like you can knock the shit out of a ball 100 miles an hour and still make an out. And it will have the same impact as you hitting the ball three miles an hour and being thrown out at first. Right. Basically, what it comes down to is Matt Olson should be better. Gregory, Gregory Polanco, I don't know why I can't say Gregory today. He could be better, and Jake Cronenworth is the best player in baseball. So that's all you need to know. That's the big takeaway from this. That sounds about right. I cannot argue with any of these points. There we go. Uh, math. math tells us so. That's all you need. Gotta love math. Who doesn't love math? I want to. You know what my I like out of my sports statistics, uh, subtraction, addition, multiplication, division. Uh, give me a good PEMDAS situation. I want to sit there with the with a pen and paper and have to figure out what my opinions are based on underlying metrics. We joke, but every baseball game I've ever gone to with Josh, he has brought a pen and paper 
to do the 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 tally the scorekeeping scorekeeping yes thank you it Uh, is an underrated part of baseball watching is scorekeeping oh josh two weeks we were planning on going to a yankees pirates game and now we can't (sighs) yeah yeah i i moved closer to yankee stadium and can't go to any games and um (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to Callens. Like, even if they like next season rolls around and it's all perfect and we've solved the coronavirus and the Yankees are going to play a full season and they're going to let fans in the stands, I'm still not sure I would fucking go. <laughs> and uh, it's such a short drive for me now, and like I'm not doing it to myself. It's one of those things where I, it's been so much time of not having to be around people that. Oh man, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I love not being by people. Oh, oh, it's magnificent. Uh, Anything, anything else for from today's episode before we get on out of here? Uh, Nah. All right. Well, uh, make sure that you all watch the movies for this week. My pick was American Pickle. Corwin's pick was... Shit, I have to look it up. Because <laughs> um, I forgot. Yeah, It's one of those things I was questioning what I picked. Uh, the Graduate. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Okay. Uh, Corwin's pick is The Graduate. Make sure you watch those two movies before Thursday. Uh, this Thursday will be our last movies edition uh, before we pivot back to twice a week sports, but we'll be starting a new show that will release on Tuesdays, starting not this upcoming Tuesday, which is tomorrow, but next Tuesday, where Corey and I will be talking strictly about sports. We're going to call it, we have a name, all right, we're going to stick with the juicing brand here. We're going to go with it's, uh, the new show we called Juicing the Big Screen, where uh, Corey and I will be talking about our movies, maintaining our two movies per week picks, the whole nine. Um, so make sure you watch out for that. But again, this Thursday will still be the regular regular movies episode before we switch back to sports. Um, so make sure you watch The Graduate and American Pickle. Uh, make, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Try to steal